Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. Wednesday, February 12th, and on this episode of Destination Different, we are doing some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mind shit. Our guest today is no other than Shane Leonard. Shane is a former collegiate football player at Boston College, where he played for two years before having to uh, retire from football due to injury and uh, you know, I think they they say that things happen for a reason, and it's it's safe to say that that this happened for a reason as well. As you know, after having to to step away from from the game that he had played growing up, Shane started to explore some of his other passions, and uh, his story is a bit unorthodox in how he came to be a what is one of the more talented painters I've ever seen. Uh, but you know. I think we we really get into his his how he transitioned from football into painting and and I won't do his story justice so I'll let him tell you on the podcast but he was a, a fascinating person to interview and um we talked to talked across a number of things of one how he just got into the painting world transitioning into football I will spoiler alert up until about a year ago he had never picked up a paintbrush uh acrylic paint set a spray paint bottle, anything like that in his entire life. And if you take a look at his Instagram, you would absolutely think he had been painting for 45 years. The guy is crazy talented. And as you listen to him, he is also incredibly smart and savvy and uh, takes takes that creative set and, and moves it well beyond just, you know, traditional painting. But he's he's created stuff on on clothing and you know, he's exploring photography and he's painted the side of sheds. You know, the guy is uh, is fascinating in, in his creative pursuits. And uh, so we talked about his, his, one, his transition into painting, but two, how he started to turn this into uh, what is really a budding career. He just purchased a studio space uh, here in Massachusetts. He has started commissioning some of his own paintings and murals and uh, has even done a few little things for brands. Um, he was just a, a unbelievable guy to hear from and hear his story. So I, I don't have much else to say about him. I'll let you, I'll let him do the talking and, and get out of the way here. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Destination Different with painter Shane Leonard. at a party who said I, he thinks I'd be good at painting. Weirdly enough, um, I've always been interested in making things, so I really just went out, bought some paint canvas, fell in love with it, led me into an apprenticeship um, with a fine artist, Adam O'Day, who I still work with. And then over the course of the summer being the apprentice, I just really, it was the first thing since football that I really, truly enjoyed and have continued doing and still doing now. So 
That's that's me. So this kid at a party just like pointed you out of the crowd and was like, "Hey, I think you'd be a, a great painter." No. <laughs> so one of my one of my friends I played with, uh, Ray, had a pair of shoes that were painted, and I was like, "Dude, what are those?" And he said, "Oh, one of my my boys, Henry, that goes here to BC painted them." And I was like, "Oh, those are sick! Like, what does he do? Like paintings? Like, what's he into? Kind of just you know, a normal conversation, not really yeah. expecting it to go for anywhere." And he was just like. Yeah, I mean, just like follow him on Instagram, follow him on Instagram, and just that was pretty much it. That was cool. And then maybe like two weeks later, um, at one of my friend's houses, I recognized him. I was like, "Hey, are you the kid that painted my friend Ray's shoes?" He's like, "Yeah, blah blah." We started talking, and then um, I was like, "Man, like, would you do a pair of shoes for me? Like, I've always been interested in that type of stuff. Like, I really like sneakers." And um, we just like got talking probably for like an hour, and then like throughout the conversation you just like we're talking about music and then it turned also into art obviously and then him saying like yeah let's do a pair of shoes and he was like dude you ever painted yourself like i didn't know if i was gonna be a painter like my mom's an art teacher blah blah blah, but you should just like try it and i was like you know what i I think i should and i actually had one of my friends who was a girl come into my room like my apartment last year and said Uh there's nothing on your walls like what are you doing and i was like i know like i just haven't got anything whatever so then literally like the next, I think the next day, that might've been like a Friday night or a Saturday night. I went out on the weekend and got wallpaper and like pasted it on my wall and bought like real shitty acrylic paint from Michael's and painted the tattoo I have on my arm, which is a bull skull. Huh. I just painted that looking at my arm on the wallpaper on the wall, like real big and like just loved doing it. It was like an hour, put music on. And I was like, damn, that was pretty fun. It like came out better than I was anticipating. And then that was there. And then I like showed Henry, I think I showed like a couple of my roommates that I live now, stuff like that. And they're like, dude, that's actually dope. You should like do other stuff. And then I had a pair of vans that I had and took the same paint for the bull skull, put them on the vans, um, just like painted like a shark jaw on them. Yeah. And there's another thing I was like, this is fun. Like, I feel like I'm being more productive in playing Xbox. So like finally just said, all right, I'm going to go get some canvases. And like literally the next day I went and got canvases and then, Got two smaller ones, like had some fun with it. And then one of my friends from home saw that um, I was like messing around with like the shoes and the, the skull and then like a couple of the smaller canvases where I literally just like threw paint on them. Mm-hmm. I took a Freddie Mercury poster and then just uh, like colored him in or something like that. And he was like, dude, you should like, can you do He's He's one of my like quirkier friends from home was like, yeah. hey, can you like do an abstract woman figure from you're like from your memory, like just off the top of your head, just like an abstract woman. It was like one of his requests. I was like, yeah, yeah. Sure. we'll see. It's so like spring break came like the week after that. I just went home and like, this was all within like that week of meeting Henry. Yeah. Uh, the party and him being like, dude, you got to try painting. Did this one painting for my friend Jack of the abstract woman. It was just like a completely random, like figure a woman from like knees up to her neck. Uh-huh. Uh, like really the first like canvas painting I ever did and it came again, came out way better than I thought. And I was like, all right, I'm having fun with this. I'm going to keep doing it. Did like one or two smaller paintings while I was home on break. And then um, my mom was like, I forget what she said, but she said something along the lines of just go get like a big canvas so you can do the big one. So I said, yeah. okay, I'll go do that. And then got a really big canvas. Uh, I think it's 36 by 48. Did a shark on it, just like a shark that. Like, I don't know what. Is that what, is that what like is your like on your business card now? Yeah, is that the is. same shark? Yep. So I did that shark and like, it was my first like legit painting. It was like mm-hmm. the first thing where I was like, this is only mine. 
I've wanted to do something like this for so long, like learned how to put acrylic canvas on a, on a, on like a, on a canvas from a acrylic paint on a canvas from YouTube and stuff like that. And it was like, all right, this is fun. Like this came out really good. Decided to post on Instagram. Like I hadn't posted on Instagram in months really since I stopped playing football. And I was like, it, it just like, it's hard to put in words because it was, you know, it was the first thing that really felt like I should be doing this and yeah. I really enjoyed and I just like really fell in love with and that shark painting. I mean, of course my mom, uh, she's a creative person too, you know, number one fan showed everybody that she could think of. And she ended up showing now the guy that I work with and for Adam uh, who saw that and it led me into my apprenticeship. And so it was like really, from meeting Henry at the party to like getting a couple, you know, canvases to. And this is like all in the span of like what a couple of weeks that this all yeah, happened. This was last March, so it was like, yeah, right then of February I started doing, it, and then March that break I think it was the first week in March was my spring mm -hmm. break, and that's when I did my first three paintings, um, one being the shark, which really just set everything up. And really okay, so so to back up a little bit, you yeah. you never painted as a kid before. There was like no inkling of artistic ability. Had you, had you have any signs of that you were going to be good at this? Um, I've always been super imaginative, really visual. I think it's why it helped me with football too. I was able to see things really well in my head. Um, I've always just been able to, you know, use the analytical way that I look at pretty much everything to, and I guess I consider myself a creative person, but mm -hmm. I mean, whether, the, I mean, the extent that I went to was I was, I'm always, I've always been interested in music and like music videos and stuff and then clothes. But before that, I mean, growing up, I'd always doodle. I, I love comic books and yeah. I always like try to replicate the comic books. I'd always draw scenes from Calvin and Hobbes, Hobbes and, and uh, other comics, but it was nothing that I was ever like, I'm going to go. I mean, I never took an art class. And I mean, the last time I took an art class, I think was mandated in middle school. And they make yeah. it. I didn't take one in high school, mainly just because I was so focused on football and it was more so just one of those things where it's like, I kind of just like accepted I could look at stuff and draw it, but never, it was never like, I'm going to be an artist or I'll right. be You're never like, this is a thing I can do. Yeah. And I never really tried, ever really tried painting. Um, I mean, growing up, I'd, I'd get spray paint from my dad's, like from the shed and mm -hmm. just like spray paint like skateboards or anything, just little things, but nothing, nothing where, like you're saying, I had like an inclination that. I would be an artist or paint or anything, anything along those lines. So yeah, I mean, what, what I found cool. was fascinating about you when I, when I first was talking to you is I'm like, okay, there's some people that are just naturally gifted and you can see it from the time there's, they're like two years old, but you were somebody who somebody literally pointed out at you at a party and was like, dude, I think you should paint. Yeah. But, but a lot of people would maybe be like, oh, I'll, I'll fuck around and I'll do something. And, and they might have even done, you know, you put some wallpaper up in your wall and then kind of threw some paint at it. And yeah. that might have been like it. But there's not a ton of people who would then go out the next day, buy some more paints, buy a canvas, buy, you know, on spring break, do three more paintings. Like, yeah. you know, it seemed like very quickly you were like, oh, shit, this is this is a real deal. And got like, would you say almost like an addiction to it? Like you're like, you know, that excited. It was for, really the first time that you were that excited about anything since since playing football yeah I, I I've noticed some themes like I'm a pretty keep to myself introspective type of person as it is so I definitely noticed some themes where I mean football it was always my thing high school uh growing up I mean always I mean seventh grade my dad sat me down unplugging my xbox this is another story in itself it was like 
you are going to school for free. I know you can. I, know, I can tell already now that you're, you're going to have the drive to do it, but it's going to take a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and basically it's like the cliche story of my dad taking Xbox away saying, let's, let's try to get you to go to school for football. So yeah. that was always my thing. And I never even looked at alcohol. I never went, I never went out. I was always the designated driver. Like I was so laser focused with football all the way through the day I stopped playing that that's uh-huh. all I knew. So then once that stopped, I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do now? Like my world is literally ending. Like shaved my head, like started doing weird things, played too much Xbox and then I was, I played Xbox and weirdly enough, I was like, I gotta be the best Fortnite player I can be. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I ended up, I mean, probably asked some of my friends, but they ended up saying like, I became like too good at it to the point yeah. where I was like, I got to stop playing this. Cause <laughs> it's like, not like I was putting too much time into it, but it was just no matter what I did, I was, felt, I was always uber competitive, even track in high school. Um, the same thing when, when it wasn't football, I was doing track for football, but I ended up winning like six state championships in track um alone and then so it's football track and then xbox once i stopped playing football and then once the painting came along i just said the same thing i mean i stopped playing xbox for probably like three or four months yeah until summer came and then it was all just like all in balls to the wall with the painting and especially me too i was at the same exact time i was applying for internships because up to that point i lived at school during the summer for football Right. And this was like the first summer I was going to be home and I, I had to work. Like my parents were saying, you got to do something with yourself. And then even from school, all my, all my friends, cause going into your senior year, you got to get an internship. Right. I was applying for like marketing internships. Um, I was looking at some like info systems, which is my other major internships. And I've just even texted my mom about it. She'd asked me about it. She, you know, she'd think of people she knew around there cause I'm local to, to Boston. Yep. Um, living like 40 minutes away. So she was trying to help me out with people we knew and all that type of stuff. And I pretty much just said to her at one point, I was like, mom, I don't want to do like an internship. Like I don't want to go work for like whatever it may be. It was just right. mainly me just saying, I don't want to go interviews and, and go do all this stuff. Even though I knew I kind of had to, I was like, I feel like, I mean, this is again, only like maybe a month now into like doing the paintings for fun. And I wasn't really taking it seriously. But you knew this was like, this was your, you, you were like, I, I don't know what it is, but I know I want to do something like this is making me happy. This I'm excited about this. Yeah. And it was, there was also a point in time, my sophomore year, like probably right when football stopped, my roommate and I had the classic like 3am when we were starting for finals idea to start a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. And I taught myself how to use like illustrator and Photoshop. And we kind of, I mean, have you just taught yourself how to do everything? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much through just like YouTube and um, being co- pretty computer privy, just growing up around them with my grandfather. And then uh, throughout high school, I like computer classes and all that. It's just kind of like helped translate well, I guess. Yeah. Started the clothing brand, designed the logo. I mean, over time, we've probably done a couple, probably like 100, 150 sweatshirts and really? like 40, 50 t-shirts. But like I got a fashion show with the Boston sneaker store Laced for the clothing brand and and um it, it was it was like i knew that wasn't it because you know so many people try to start a clothing brand yeah it was fun to do but once the painting came around i said okay like i saw what i did with begin that was fun made the logo did some other designs like i actually hand hand bleached and stenciled like a snake on a t-shirt for like the fashion show huh. i've always had fun like making my own stuff whether it's right. clothes or um toys as kids like 
bike ramps in the yard, whatever it may be. I always enjoyed making things and painting was the first thing ever. I was like, why did I never try this? Like, yeah, I, like I could have been good at it, but at this, again, it was just for football and being so focused on that, not having the time. And then in high school, I never took any of the art classes and even in college, I haven't even looked at an art class. Um, so have and, you taken, have you not taken a single art class to this point? No, just, just like the last stuff I took was middle school. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. But you did, but you did have this apprenticeship that, yeah. so uh, you, you start painting on the wall, you, you stretch out a couple canvases, yep. you paint the shark, your mom works in the art, in the art field. And so you get introduced to this guy, Adam. Well, uh, my mom, it, this is the way the story, story is kind of crazy. My mom owns our own private healthcare, home care business. So like yeah. taking care of old people. And she did, uh, before this, she was the assistant for a woman that runs a nonprofit and helping out the woman with the nonprofit, she was doing this charity event. And one of the prizes for the charity event was a gift card to a class with an artist in the building that I now own my studio in, yeah. but that Adam's in. Um, and she went to get the thing from this woman, um, like the, the gift card. And she was talking to her saying like, Oh yeah, Shane started painting. I think she was already familiar with her. I said Shane started painting and my sister Kendall's doing good in school. And she showed the painting to, this woman who knows Adam and said, Oh my goodness, you have to show Adam. I think mm. you like that. It's similar to what he does, like bright colors, that type of stuff. Yeah. And my mom, pretty nosy, uh, loves, you know, showing <laughs> off her kids work. I mean, if anyone knows my mom will agree. My uh, mom is, is maybe one of the three listeners on this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> she's, she's always hyping it, trying to get people to listen. Yeah. So I, I know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, bust in to Adam's studio and Adam's a, he's a pretty serious dude when it comes to like his painting and, and when he's working and in the studio. So I can already picture like a, somebody who doesn't know busting in saying like, Hey, check out my son's artwork. He probably, mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, if I was in the middle of doing something, I wouldn't be so uh, willing to get the time of day. If I was like in the middle of doing something like mindset into it, like he gets, which I'm sure my mom busted into, you know, where yeah. she, she showed him the painting and he actually liked the shark. And I think it was something like, here, take my business card, give it to your son, have him email, whatever. I emailed him and he said, yeah, I have some murals, I'll get back to you. Didn't think too much of it. And then I think I sent him another one of my paintings, maybe two or three weeks later. Because again, I was like, all right, this guy's had an intern in the past. I just know, something was telling me, I have to to push this. Yeah, you're like, I could be this this guy. Yeah, I'd rather be hanging out in a studio. I mean, I'd stretch his canvases if it didn't even involve any painting just doing something where I can learn some, do something different and learn something, especially somewhere where I feel like I could see myself doing more in. And at the time yeah. I've only done four or five paintings and he pretty much just said, yeah, uh, come swing by my studio. And this was like a week before our finals ended and I was kind of banking on it, went to the studio and talked for like a couple hours. I told him my, my story, how I got into painting, how I have no formal teaching. And he was like, all right, let's stretch a canvas, stretch the canvas. Um, it was my first time really doing it. It was a big one. And he said, all right, that's pretty good. Come back tomorrow and we'll see if you can paint. And he had this table that he already painted the background on, like a, a huge old Ikea table someone was throwing out. Yeah. And he said, come back tomorrow. We'll see if you can actually paint. And he gave me oil paint, which I had never touched before because there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. And I started the Venom painting that we coll- like did a collaboration on together. And like two hours into it, he was like, you're telling me you've never oil painted before? And I said, no, I've, I've never even touched it. 
I've only messed around with like the cheap acrylics. And he was like, all right, keep going at this. I, I mean, just keep doing this. And I was like, okay. So like put the headphones back on and probably came back the next three or four days and probably 20 hours at, to the finish. I finished the painting and he was just like, shit, dude. I mean, you've been looking like you've been oil painting for like 15 years. You got to yeah. keep this. And then that just led into now. I mean, I, I talked to him almost every single day, sending each other stuff we see on Instagram or now, I mean, I share a studio on the same floor as him. I just, I never thought, I mean, a year ago, I wasn't even painting it. I wasn't even thinking about it. And now yeah. I already have my own studio space. So it was like really, really quick, just kind of jumping all into it. Um, that's insane. Yeah. That's how like the whole apprenticeship started. And he, he's from stretching the canvas, seeing that I could actually paint to liking the same music and getting along, same, same sense of humor and all that. So how did that go with your apprenticeship? So you were working in his studio and, and were you painting stuff for yourself? Were you helping him paint things? Like how did that continue to evolve? Like obviously, you know, you hadn't had any formal training up until this point. Like was he training you on technique? Like how, how did he sort of build you up as a, as a painter? Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as, as soon as he pretty much said, yeah, you can keep coming back. I mean, yeah, let's, let's actually teach you how to paint. Um, I took it literally as only, like the only way I knew is him being a coach and me being like a player pretty much. I mean, right. It's like the, the, the cliche like example or metaphor, but it really was like that where this was somebody that is, has been established, has sold paintings, done paintings, worked with this person, that person um, seems like a really good dude. Someone that I get along with, I'm going to listen to everything he says and just try to absorb him as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Also because at the same time, I knew I hadn't taken any art classes. I knew I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I enjoyed it and I feel like I could be good at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially because at the same time too, it was like, there's no way I can be an artist, like a painter. Like people do that their whole lives. Like I've never taken an art class, kind of some self doubt where, all right, I'll just listen. If he thinks I'm good at it and I saw the shark and um, I was, I just said, why not? I'm going to try to absorb as much as I can. So um, when it first started out, he explained everything to me that, I now like can't believe I didn't know, but stuff like what a still life is mm-hmm. where you just, you just set up objects in front of yourself and um, paint them how you see them and learn how to paint light and shadows and uh, proportions and um, colors and everything that really goes into the composition of a painting, I guess. But the first thing that they teach you and I mean, it's kind of like the baby steps. First steps is learning how to mix the mediums together. And then, yeah, you know, one of the first things he had me paint was a pair of old shoes he had on top of a drum next to a Windex bottle and like a roll of duct tape, like random stuff he had laying around the studio and said, all right, let's see how you do this. And I started painting it. This was like the, I think this was maybe like right after I finished the, the Venom piece, which is the first one I did. Um, I started doing it and I was like too tight, too, too, trying to be too precise. Yeah. And explained to me like what being more painty was and having more like distinct brushstrokes and not painting things exactly how you see them, but very similar or just being more expressive. All things that, again, this is the first time I'm hearing this stuff. And I was like, I don't even feel like painting these pair of shoes right now. Like I want to paint something cool again, like the Venom. Yeah. Really just like brought it back to like his own. back to basics a little bit. Any type of art school deal where he said, this is the same stuff they'd be teaching you if you were in art school. And this is uh, how we're going to be able to like develop a style for yourself. Yeah. At the same time, I was only doing stuff that I liked or, other seeing other people's things I liked and trying to like emulate them or do them my own way. Yeah. And I was so new to it and had 
no idea. Like I was really just wandering around in the world of making paintings that it was just, if I like something, I try to do it. Or like the first thing I saw, I try to do it or whether, whatever medium it was, I just try to do it. But he, that's what, where he gave me the sense of direction and said, all right, you're going to do this still life. And then you're mm-hmm. going to learn how to do this. And you're going to learn how to be a little more painty and stuff. And um, then that quickly turned into um, other still lifes because he saw like how I painted and he's been around so many artists and painting so long himself. He said, all right, I think I'll be good at this. So he made me paint a maker's mark whiskey bottle with him. And yeah. I did that and it came out again, way better than I thought. And I found out I was better at oils than I was with acrylics. And again, just was like, it was just further affirmation that, okay, this is what I need to keep doing. Yeah. It was like, here's how you keep pushing it forward a little bit. Yeah. And, it, and, and I was still am not used to it, but you'll get through like, you'll put an hour, two, three hours into a painting and it looks like absolute shit. And you're like, what? This is, I'm not good. I'm, I can't paint. I'm not a good artist. I'm, why am I doing this? And then as you put more layers on, put another hour into it, you're like, oh, all right, that makes sense now. Like it's rewarding. Yeah. Like, the same way that football was for me, like the, how like shitty practice gets and the workouts and all that stuff. You're like, why am I doing this? And then there's moments that remind you, this is why you're doing it. This yeah. is like when you come out with a really good painting or something that people respond to well, or something that just like makes you feel good or something that you see that you can explain to other people, but you can like show other people in a painting. Like those are the things that, you, I rarely got from other things other than really like football or track beforehand. Right. So, so did yeah. that, did that apprenticeship last? Was that like a, was that like a traditional summer internship that you went from June until August and then came back to school or how did that, how did you kind of transition back into, cause I know you're going back into your senior yeah. year. How did that all work out? Yeah. So I, the summer started right. It was like May 12th or whatever was the last day of finals. Um, and that was the first time I met him. And then, I mean, I really all the way up until August when I came back to school, I'd go to the studio probably three, four or five times a week, just depending on his schedule and whatnot. Um, and I mean, we went to concerts and stuff together, just other events related to art, other people's shows. He brought me to P town a lot to, um, cause that's where one of the galleries that he shows in, he brought me down there. We did some live painting there. Um, so like we, there was so much we did, that once school started, I was like, oh, it's going to have to stop. Like, I enjoy doing this, but mm-hmm. I have to go back to school, obviously, and finish my last year. Um, and so once I got back to school, he actually had his big show that he does each year in the gallery shows. And so, like, went to that. And then once school started, I moved all my painting stuff into, like, the small storage closet I now have next to my room. Yeah. And I started painting in there and did a couple paintings, but school just picked up too much, and I wasn't – I wasn't, I didn't have the time to like go to his studio anymore. Right. And like, especially cause he would go late and it was like, you know, tough to make the drive from here to there. Just, mm-hmm. it was easier during the summer. Just right. cause I didn't have much, much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like, I'd go, I didn't see him probably for like the whole semester, but like we still stay in touch and everything. And then, uh, winter break came around just like this past December and I went there a couple of times and then he pretty much said to me like, Hey man, they're, they're opening up studios in here. Then there's a new owner. Uh, they're renovating the place. They're putting new floors in lights, opening up other studios. I mean, if you haven't thought about it, I put some thought into getting a studio. Um, Cause I had already talked to my parents and him about going to grad school for something along the lines of fine arts, just to combine like the business school majors with some fine art. Yep. But um, 
even my mom was asking me like, Oh, we're going to work with Adam again next summer. And I was like, mom, I'm going to have to get like a real job or like have a real plan once yeah. I graduate, like to some degree. So over Christmas break, I just said to him like, Hey, I was talking to Adam. I was at the studio. He showed me a couple of the spaces that are opening up and I kind of want to get a studio. I mean, I just, I look at what I did during the summer with Adam working those three or four months pretty continuously. I was on a good roll, but then school stopped it for yeah. reasons. Cause I, I didn't have the time and like the space and all that stuff that I had during the summer. Um, I just said, I want a studio and they kind of just went all on board with it. They said, yeah, we're okay with it. We saw what you did. We saw how seriously you take it. Yeah. Um, we genuinely believe in your talent and hopefully combining the, once you finish school, the business stuff with a pro, hopefully a year's worth or more of a, a good art portfolio from like, cause I, I do pretty much everything. Like I don't, I don't say no to any certain medium or yep. you know, literally anything. So just an extensive portfolio combined with that and then not having to worry about paying for, for art school and then, you know, paying for criticism as the way that Adam put it, he said, you can yeah. pay for the criticism from art school, you know, 20,000 plus whatever it may be a year, or you can get it from free for me because mm-hmm. he's not afraid. If I start something, he's like, no, nah, it's stupid. Yeah. Or, no, it looks, it looks fucked up. Like you got, you got to change that. He, he, he's very straightforward with the things he tells me and, and whether it's fact or opinion, it's usually coming from a place that he, where he knows what he's talking about. Right. So he's like, You're going to have that for me all the time especially if you get a space here and we can, you know, just con- continue working together and continue getting to where you want to be hopefully. And I just, you know, told us the trigger and uh, yeah, pulled the trigger and then ended up getting the studio. So, I mean, I've had it for <clears throat> almost a month and a couple of days now. And I go there like two or three times a week. I'll go from like nine to 2 AM, 3 AM. And Adam's usually there at night too. So like, I'll still check in with him, say like, Hey, I have this going on. How do you think I should do this project? Uh, whatever it may be. Yeah. Kind of like growing into a relationship where he bounces ideas off me. I bounce ideas off him. Um, kind of just helping each other. Cause I mean, painting in a studio by yourself can get lonely too when you're right. by yourself all the time. So having someone else there to like bounce creative energy off of, or just have in the other room or have in the room when you're painting can help facilitate everything that comes with, you know, doing paintings to coming up with ideas to really just having like a, a positive and productive like studio setting, I guess. Yeah. So maybe for, for somebody like me who just to be a studio space yep. is like what it's, you know, the space that you've, you've got now, is it like just a big open space and there's tables and walls and you kind of set it up however you want? Like, yep. is there a traditional format to how like an, an artist or a painter studio is, is kind of set up? Like what is, what is your, what does your place look like? Yeah. I, I, I've always wondered it too. Like anytime you go into a studio, it's there's like, you just go and have to absorb everything. Cause there's paint marks everywhere. People have different tools. They have their own paintings up. Every artist sets up their own studio in different ways and yeah. ways that help them with their work. And I always, I mean, even during the summer, I always jumped about if I have my own studio, I'd do this, right? Like I had this there. I'd like have this area for this or whatever yeah. it may be. Like you, you, like you dream about your man cave when you're older, like right, oh, exactly. this TV, this couch, whatever it may be. Um, I did the same thing with like, if I ever had a studio, I, you know, I'd put a punching bag in it, which I got a punching bag uh-huh. just to, cause I want to throw it up in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's when I first got it, it was a completely blank, completely open 800 square foot space. And wow. since then I've put, it's, it's big. I mean, I, I, it still doesn't feel real. I absolutely love it. But you walk in and my dad, my uncle and I built a big workbench 
forget the exact size of it, but it's pretty big. It takes up the majority of the middle of the room. Uh-huh. And I've used it for like everything for like putting paint on to work some stuff I work on. I'll put on there. It's just like the central hub for everything that I right. I do. And then I have a whole left side of the wall that runs along. It's like shaped like a rectangle. This is like say the longer side of the rectangle. Mm-hmm. It's just completely white wall where I have like six canvases set up right now that I can work on at like a given time with like a, a rolling pallet table and like a rolling chair. Uh-huh. So I have that one wall. And then, so like, that's like the left side of the studio is all painting. So it's yeah. like, I have all my spray paint over there, oil paint, acrylics, like everything that I need to get to do anything, anything that's going to get messy or anything that deals with paint is the left side. Yeah. And then the right side, um, there's like a wall to the wall to like the short side of the rectangle is behind you. I did like a big purple gorilla mural. That's like, the it's gonna be like a hangout spot the punch bag's gonna hang there i actually just built um a basketball hoop with a backboard and i threw that yeah. that up next to the gorilla um so that's there uh, i have a wall that everyone that visits signs that's like it's on the same wall then there's a the opposite wall of the painting side is just all long it's all windows mm-hmm. so it's like i have uh shelves over there and like a rack system for keeping stuff and then the back right corner I have a rug, coffee table, futon. I have all my jerseys from high school and college hanging up there. Uh, coffee table with like some comic books and like other books on there. And then I have a clothing rack for like clothes and stuff that I have painted or haven't painted stuff like that. So, so you like, plan to like, are you planning to like move in there? This sounds nicer than my apartment. I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, during the summer, I'll probably, I can see myself crashing there because I'll, I'll be spending a lot of time there in with like a futon and maybe a mattress who knows i mean it's mm-hmm. big enough i could throw it in there i could i could definitely stay there the only problem is showering i just have to go yeah. out the car, but that's about it but i mean it's got everything i mean it, you i if you dreamt of if you said if you could have like a giant room to do whatever you want in i'd be like yeah i'd have like a basketball hoop in there probably like a futon a place to hang out maybe like a tv you know it, it's 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 awesome and then like that's even dope. i always wanted to put my jerseys up in a room that like was mine yeah high school track high school football college football those are all hanging up now um even like the futon i i like upholstered a bunch of my old t-shirts to it um like every part of the room has some sort of like customization individuality to it and, and I'm, I'm sure you'll, i'm sure you'll just keep adding to it as you continue oh, yeah. to uh to grow into it yeah for sure because i've only been able to go like once or twice a week with school yeah once 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 one school one school and one school ends so I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know this, I know this like, I've done some a little bit of painting and drawing and stuff in my in my time. Painting stuff is expensive, man. Like how are you, how do you paying for supplies? Like are you getting help from the from the owners of the studio? Like how does that all work? Cuz I know even just like buying like a couple things of oil paint or spray paint, like that can that can add up pretty quick. Like how how have you started funding uh some of that lifestyle? Like are you getting paid to paint stuff? Um, yeah how does that work so these are all the same questions i had like not even you know a few months a year ago probably before yeah. i started working for adam because acrylic paint isn't too expensive where you go to michael's you can get a set for like 20 bucks brushes for like five and a canvas you get like shitty ones real cheap so like that's what i wasn't too worried about it but obviously as you get more into it there is so much that goes into it with with different mediums and the types of paint and this brand is better than this brand and these brushes help with this or this type of canvas helps with this or if you go big enough you have to stretch your own canvases so you have to buy the canvas and like the stretcher bars which is like the actual frame of the yeah. wood that the canvas goes on all, all like so much that 
I'm still learning about with each project and everything I do. But um, during the summer, Adam was nice enough. I mean, cause he, he has like paint sponsors and um, he's just accumulated so much over so long that he let me use his oil paint when I was in the yeah. studio during the summer. And the only thing I'd really have to buy is like my own canvases, which is fine. Cause those aren't too expensive. Uh-huh. So he was nice enough to let me use a lot of his oil paint. And I just slowly would buy acrylic and stuff over time. Cause I still use it for a lot of stuff I do. But um, when I came back to school, he gave me a lot of his old oil paints or like ones that he doesn't use that much. And then um, with each job you do, uh, all like the spray jobs, like murals and stuff have done. Yeah. Usually the person, usually when you do a job, the person plays for, pays for the supplies too. Yeah. So if I, any of the murals or anything I've done, um, they pay for like the spray paint. Um, or even if I do like a, a specific painting, like a canvas, if it's going to be a canvas I don't have, it really depends on the certain job, but you can for whether it's a commercial or just personal people are usually willing to pay for the materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the, the paint, like the oil paint I've all bought myself or like Adam's given me and that just pays for itself once you yeah. do a couple of jobs. So it's paid for itself. You know, gotcha. Like, okay. So it sounds so, like you've had a couple of, of paying gigs so far. Like how have you, yeah. what kind of gigs have you done? What, uh, how have you got these? Like, obviously you're still, pretty new but obviously very talented yeah. like how have you picked up these how have you picked up paying gigs already yeah so during the summer i, I mean i remember asking adam um actually my it was a paint it was like maybe this the painting i did after the shark was a painting of a guy on the phone and i put it into like a local like local to home show and it got accepted into this storied show and i remember asking adam like how do i price a painting like, i have no idea and yeah. he said well depends on size and medium and he explained everything to me and I still had no idea after he explained it to me, but as time went on and I started doing more jobs and asking him what he sells his stuff for or how he gauges all what he does, he was able to explain it to me pretty well. But once I did the, I think it was the maker's mark mm-hmm. uh, model, which again was just him teaching me how to paint glass. It was annoying painting to do, but I did enjoy it and it came out good. I still have it now um, just cause it was like my, it was like the first painting my like first still life where I was like, all right, this is dope. I'm actually yeah. probably going to get this one. Um, uh, one of my old track coaches saw that. On, I think my mom posted on Facebook and saw it and was like, I like Jameson. Will you paint me a Jameson bottle? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then I asked Adam, I was like, Hey, one of my dad's friends, like one of my old coaches, um, my dad's still friends with him, um, wants a Jameson painting. And he's like, yeah, for that size, it'd be this. And I was like, no way like for real like, are you sure he's like yeah but like give it to him half off he's you know family friend of yours you right. see your first painting you've sold like you should definitely it'll be it'll be a good learning experience and did the painting came out real good um sold it to him and i was like so this is what i can do like people will actually pay for this like if you do it right and you give them a quality product and and you develop a style and you really take it seriously then yeah people are usually willing so did that and then that painting led to um, other smaller paintings people asked me to do like, right. Like completely random stuff. And then and is it mostly like friends and friends and family that are like, Hey, this is sick. I want one too. That type of yeah, thing. Pretty much. That's how it first started out with. And then the same, I, I asked my dad, I was like, dad, I had a dream. I painted our shed. Can I paint our shed? And the shed <laughs> is something like him and my uncle Bill. And he was like, nah, I don't know. And like a couple of days later, he's like, you know what? If you put a real badass shark on it, I'm okay with it. So I painted the shed put a shark on it. I think he probably posted it on Facebook or something. And then the lady that he used to work with way back, maybe like, I think he said like 20 years ago, asked me to paint her shed down the Cape. 
And then I had to ask Adam, I was like, how much do you pay for, like, what about murals? How do I go about that? Yeah. And he's like, well, I usually pay for the spray paint. And then you do, say, like, X amount of money per square foot. So right. I was like, all right, make the shed. And I was like, this is a 130 square foot shed. And you said, like, how much per square foot? And he was like, yeah, just apply by that. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. So, like, I got in more into, you know, spray painting just because that was something I'd always liked. Yeah, like sparkling fun. It's just, it, I mean, the graffiti aspect and the street art aspect and everything that goes into spray art is really fun. And I was able to like take some things that Adam was teaching me with oil paint and translate it into like spray painting, and like give it like a fine art feel almost in a, yeah. in a way. So, yeah. I got I got to ask what what do you charge per square foot on a mural? I got to know. Yeah. So during the summer, I was doing ten dollars, and that's okay. like really that's like. For someone like me that was like my first mural, I was doing 10 bucks just because uh, usually like premium artists, like guys that you see, like if you're walking down the street of Boston, you see a big mural, usually most of the time those guys are doing anywhere from like 20 to $30 a square foot. Okay. So, I mean, murals are tough though because painting on that scale is really hard. Yeah. How many people can do it? You have to have like the right, you know, ladders and, and rollers and all types of materials and the know-how to do a mural. Yeah. So that's, a lot goes into them. Right. So I think- I mean, I'd have that's, to guess. Yeah, that's why. That's that wild. So it sounds you've mixed around with mediums and stuff like that. Like, do you have a favorite? You an oil painting guy, spray paint. Like, do you have a favorite thing yeah. that you do? That's part one of the question. And two, like, how have you developed your style over time, or how would you describe what your style is? Yeah, um, I definitely have to say oil paint, just because for my favorite medium, just because you can. All the oil paintings I do usually have like an acrylic layer just because um, you can paint oil on acrylic, but oil just has the most depth to it. The mm -hmm. colors, there's, there's more, the, the colors are more vibrant and they're, they, they, yeah, they're just more depthy. They just have more feel to them and a painting in acrylic most of the time, just from what I've been told and what I've seen and, um, in what Adams taught me too, it, it kind of now like a plasticky feel, but it's more flat than oil painting is. Like yeah. that's why almost every single painting you look at when you go through museums or has some texture to it. Or like real fine artists, or you know the names like Michelangelo and all those names that you hear and know are usually traditionally oil painters, just because it's been around the longest. It's it's you know stood the test of time, and you can get the most like official looking feeling, and mm -hmm. you can do more oil, which like I click, quickly learned. And I, again, I just fell in love with doing it because you can get like a realness stuff that like when you look at a painting, like my favorite part of being an artist or even when people ask me like, oh, what do you feel about this one? Or what was going through your head in this one? Sometimes, I'm, I mean, most of the time, just like, I just like how it makes me feel like it makes yeah. that one it makes me feel weird. I don't know what it is about <laughs> it, but it creeps me out or like that one makes me feel happy. Like I'm not like too big into like the symbolism or meaning or anything behind it. I just like how things make me like feel when I look at them and oil mm -hmm. painting definitely do that the best for okay. sure. And that was the second part of the question. Like how have you, how it's, how have you developed your style? It sounds oh, like bright yeah. colors, like, you know, yeah. heavy line work. Like how, how is that? Yeah. Uh, how has that evolved? I mean, so I, I'm still trying to figure it out, obviously. I mean, I, I learn something or see something new in every painting that I do, but I guess some of the like commonalities or themes I've noticed in a lot of the paintings I have done are, um, I tend to be, I, I straight more towards realism, I guess. Yeah. So I'm like more of a pipe painter. So things look more realistic, but I definitely do like some drips and stuff in, in the paintings. And, um, 
I, I've I've tended more sore towards like not like cartoony, but some of the stuff I do or have done has like a cartoon street art comic style influence to it. Yep. Um, definitely like it's evident like in my like Joker painting, it looks and feels real, but at the same time it almost feels like street art inspired uh-huh. or like has like a, a different type of twist to it. So I guess like I still have no idea what kind of art. Like people ask me like, oh, are you like a surrealist, whatever right. type of painter? I have no idea. Like I just like, say, I'm just like, a painter. Some stuff, yeah, some stuff like looks realistic and then sometimes I'll just doodle eyes. Like you yeah. never know what it may be. But I guess like my most of my work has been, um, I guess I'd say like street art, graffiti styled fine art in, okay. in a way. Yes. Some, and most of it feels is real. I, I'd say probably surrealist too. Cause surrealist is like, you know, Salvador Dali with like the melting clocks. Yeah. Most people know what that painting is. It's like real stuff, but feels weird. That's kind of like what most of my stuff is like. Okay. I like yeah. that. Uh, so maybe my other question around this is, and I always like to ask creative people, like I've had yeah. writers and videographers and they all have very unique, different answers to this, but like where for you, do ideas come from? Like where are, you've done some crazy shit. Even just looking at your Instagram, it's like you've got a friggin' something on a sweat, a tiger or something on a sweatshirt. Like you've done some crazy stuff on shoes. You've done these like mixed media paintings. You've got all this, you know, you sort of span the spectrum. Like where, where are your, like, are you sitting down and you're like, Oh fuck, that'd be a sick painting. And you start it. Like how does, how does your, what does your process look like to come to an idea that's in your head or something that you see? in the world that you then go and, and paint. Yeah. So I think, like I said earlier, just like being a really visual person, I've always, I, I see things really well in my head, I guess. Yeah. And I, I have very like vivid dreams, like very, very, like I could paint, I could, I could paint every picture I could draw. I could explain yeah. almost not all my dreams, but like a lot of my dreams very vividly. And a lot of my ideas come from my dreams, which is, crazy enough but like wow. the faces i see and stuff come from my dreams um and like certain ideas like i'll literally dream about going and seeing a painting or like being in my studio and a painting will be in it uh-huh. and it'll be something along the lines of like all right like i'll wake up and write it down and then i'll make sense of it or like see the picture in my head again and get that idea so like a lot of stuff i'll see is stuff i have floating around in my head already just from you know dreams or other stuff i've seen mm-hmm. uh, like I remember vividly for the shark, which is like the first thing I did, I just sat and stared at the canvas and a shark popped in my head and I could see it perfectly on the canvas and I couldn't see anything else but that. And like my big rhino painting was the same thing this summer. Adam found an old canvas and was like, all right, let's try to figure out something for you to do on this one. And I couldn't see anything but a giant animal on it. And just like the idea, just like, it's, it's like presented like a slideshow almost like in front of my, huh. it's, it sounds weird. I know it does, but like, it's like a slideshow of things will just be like presented in front of me. And I'll just like do it or like that's usually one part of it. Another part is music. Like I listen yeah. to music and I think it's like almost synesthetic in a way where I'll hear certain songs or um, it, like inflections of people's voices or just like overall moods and tones of stuff. And it'll like generate like images in my head almost like huh. I can, if you, if you ask me it's about some beautiful mind shit, I know uh, I like, some of my paintings you can ask me about and I'll tell you exactly what songs I was listening to or like what songs influenced it or like what I was listening to at the time that made me feel that way or like think that way to see what I ended up painting. So it's like, that's more so true in like the faces I've done for my head or yeah. like the way that the rhino, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but the rhino is very moody, like yeah. purple 
really like misty dark type feel to it and i remember that during that time i was like back into listening to like hard like metal and stuff like uh-huh. during the summer i was listening to like harder rap um so like, music is another part of it and then like the third part is like seeing what other people are doing and sometimes uh-huh. i'll see something and it'll like make me think of something else so like for example i was painting a pair of shoes a couple of days ago and i had a like a bunch of comics laying around and i saw the cover of a wolverine comic uh-huh. and it was just black and white and the black and white and like the way that someone's leg looked reminded me of lightning and i was like huh lightning like white lightning over black like that'd be dope on some shoes so like i just had the idea put together like i painted sharks from like the top view over a jacket i did yeah and that was inspired off of my mom had a wooden shark statue in like their bathroom at home and i was like sharks my favorite animal probably favorite animal i've done shark painting like this topical view of a shark is cool like why not put it all over a jacket like that's just like how like my like thought process will go mm-hmm. and it'll just lead me to doing something or like even with the the jacket you're talking about i painted the rottweiler on it yeah okay. um, that's what it was i started a rottweiler painting i haven't finished it yet but i've always liked how rottweilers feel i guess maybe because i like i think i'd want one when i'm older maybe yeah but i liked how they feel and my one of the kids i play with noah he a friend of mine was like yo i want to put something on this jacket like can't really figure out what and i just was like rottweiler like i just yeah. like, look good in there like i don't know why but that's like all i can see on that jacket ended up doing it and it just like came out good so i guess i've it the ideas come from like either things i see in my dreams or like come up with um or yeah seeing other things that lead me into thinking about it or just like music and other other like creative influences that will help me out like yeah. sometimes i like see certain music videos or like other paintings and say that's cool but like what if they did this way or like i remember one time probably one of my favorite paintings i've done is like this shark it's a uh it's an illusion like a ladder like i built this canvas to shape like like an a-frame and i like made it look like a graffiti wall and then painted this realistic ladder over it completely oh i saw that that was sick yeah even when i explained it to adam during the summer he was like i don't really know what you're talking about but it sounds cool it sounds like no one's done it so you should try it so like built a canvas and that was something i that was an idea i had sitting at a bar with some of my friends and I like looked at my phone and like, it was something, it was literally something like I dropped my phone the way it was falling, made it look like a ladder. And I was uh-huh. like, huh? Like, cause it's obviously like a the phones are like rectangular shape, but the way it was falling and the way it looked, I was like, so what if you did with it, that with like a painting, like shaped it in a way that made it look like it was going up or something. Yeah. And then that just quickly led me into ladder. And then that led me into oh a ladder on a graffiti wall. Uh-huh. And then like, once Adam showed me how to stretch a canvas and paint like oil on top of spray paint, which I didn't know you could do. Um, he was like, yeah, that'll work. I just slowly like, like this aggregate of thoughts made the, what came to be like the ladder painting. Mm-hmm. So it's like super, I know it's like super unorthodox um, way of going about things, but it's like, there's those like three main ways, like the, the I guess the, how I come up with, the ideas that I do. Well, I that's, I mean, that's absolutely, that's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I wish my brain worked like that. I mean, like, do, so my, do you, how long do these, some of these things take you? Because I know, you know, from my days of, of drawing and painting, like I am yeah. slow and meticulous. Like, are you somebody who works quick and, and kind of, yeah. how, how, what is your process like of speed wise? Cause it sounds like you do, a, you've made like a million things in the course of a year yeah. and I would have maybe done three. Yeah. So I've, 
I've, that's how I've been with a lot of things. Like usually even in school taking tests, I tend to finish quick. Yeah. Uh, but even like with the paintings, that first painting Adam was like, not only have you, did you do this really quick, but it's good. Like I have, I have no idea how you did it. And he thought he was a quick painter. He is a very quick painter. He's still the yeah. quickest I've ever seen. And just like the short I've been exposed to, but he even said himself, he's like, yeah, you're pretty quick. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, this may sound like nerdy and stuff, but I read a book called stealing fire by Jamie wheel. Uh-huh. Back, like it was around the time I started painting. Cause I was like, all right, too much Xbox. Like I gotta like start reading a book or something like that's yeah. the first thing. Like, oh, I gotta read a book. Like it was something along those lines, but I got a book about, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but like flow state yeah. that people can do. And I heard about artists and athletes and uh, like the book explains everyone from Navy SEALs to musicians, anyone that is involved in some sort of like task or craft that involves like the way that your brain or, or is mainly driven by like your brain mm-hmm. and your consciousness and um, it is as directly related to like altered states of consciousness, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I got like super interested in it because I started reading the book and it's like, you ever done something and it feels like five minutes, but it's really three hours. Like that's yep. flow. That's when you, your body gets into a state of flow. And I mean, people forget to eat. Like I've done it myself. You forget to eat when you're in a state of flow. Yep. You don't check on when you're in a state of flow. You really just feel like the only thing that really matters is the task at hand. And I would always get into that state during football. And it's like an addictive thing. It, right. I mean, the plans it really well. I'm no neuroscientist or anything, but you, you, you really, it's like an addictive feeling and people can get better at doing it. So they talk about like Navy SEALs and like I said, musicians and everything, but artists specifically will get into it. And I've quickly found, I think that's why I fell in love with it, that I'd paint for like three or four hours and it felt like two minutes. Uh-huh. And for sure, one of those things where I really tried honing in on it and, and teaching myself how to get into states of flow. Yep. And it was like, through music and and through painting i definitely was able to do it and probably that coupled with me just being like quick at stuff i usually do i've i tend to finish paintings really quick like the clearest example i give is the joker painting people tend to really like that one a lot that one took me like four and a half hours and that was just me by myself yeah it was me by myself all my roommates went home for i think it was thanksgiving break and i stayed like one extra day i forget there was some reason i had to stay but then i was like i might as well do a painting while i'm here yeah well i i just saw joker joke it was a dope movie um one of my friends was like yeah you should probably paint joker i think you'd do a good job so i just like locked myself put on uh or i was listening to nba young boy released an album so i put on that that on listen to that all the way through and then like that was influencing the way that i like saw the picture i was using as a reference uh-huh. and like somehow i just busted it out in just like four and a half hours with like i don't even think i got up once I just like finished. That's usually how like most of my paintings are. Like, even the I spray painted the shed that I told you about like earlier on was it was all flowers. I did that in four hours, and she thought it was gonna take me like three days. Yeah. So like when I told her I was done the four hours, she was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, you can go look at it." And she's like, blown away. So <laughs> I, I've definitely always been. I guess I am quicker than the average person. Yeah. Oops. But yeah, there there's definitely times when you have to be like meticulous and you can't rush it. Even right. the like. And now I'm thinking about it. I've done some stuff quicker than I thought. There was, I did a big painting of a Adidas sneaker, Louis the Thirteenth bottle, and Adidas whiskey glass. Yeah. And it was a sixty by forty six painting, which is big. It's like it's really big. That's big. Uh, I finished it in like ten hours. It was like a Thursday night. Everybody else in like my room, my friends, they all like went out or whatever. And I painted from like it was like eight to four a.m. 
and I was like ninety percent done with it, like in that's, that one, that one setting, or that one sitting. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say I'm quick. Okay. Which is- so I don't, I don't want to keep you too long here, but I I so I got just a couple more questions, maybe just one more question that I like to ask yeah. all my guests because my theory is that at some point. I'm going to ask this question. Somebody's going to answer it and it's actually going to manifest in real life. So I got to ask. So if there's one is, you know, now that you've gotten into this painting world, is there one project or specific thing that would be like a dream thing for you to work on, whether it's on on your own, whether it's in collaboration with a brand or a person or on a certain medium, like, is there one thing in particular now that you've started painting that you're like, if I could do anything in this world, paint anything, that's mm-hmm. what, this is what it would be. Do you have one of those? I mean, there's definitely things like everyone when they're doing anything, like when I was playing football, obviously everyone dreams about like the NFL. Yeah. And that's like the, that's like the pinnacle when you're a football player, whether you're, you know, youth football player at high school and then eventually college, that's always the dream. And I've, I've done a lot of like thinking about, it, I guess, more so recently just because when I got the studio, it's kind of like, I mean, even Adam said to me, he's like, you, you just made like the biggest life decision since going to BC, I think, or committing there. Yeah. I mean, in the studio, that's like a big boy decision. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of locked in now. Like I got to really figure out what I want to do. Uh-huh. And since then I've really started thinking about it, but I mean, whether it was with the begin stuff, I think one commonality I've always dreamt about is, like working with a major brand, whether it was like collaborating on a shoe or on a painting. But I also, that's the thing, like I couldn't give you just one because there's so many things that I could see myself like striving for, I guess. Yeah. But probably either working with a brand in developing like my own shoe or clothes or more so on like the painting side, doing like a large mural. Like one of my favorite artists, um, Joshua Vitez is doing the, an installation at the NBA all-star game this weekend. And it's mm-hmm. like everything from he's painting. I think he's painting like a whole room uh, in his own style for everything from like the chairs, to the walls to, um, you know, you know, the carpet, every, literally everything. He's yeah. probably going to, and that's something that I feel like I would absolutely like, that would probably be one of those moments where if I did a collaboration with like a large brand, say like just Nike for the familiar example, or yeah. like the, the NFL, like a large project that I could put my name on or just say that I was related to would be one of those moments where I'm like, all right, this is like, this is it. This is the, this is why like I got the studio and this is why I paint so much and do all the things I do. Yeah. So it was more, I guess it was more clear cut. If you had asked me like two years ago, I would have said, yeah, go in the NFL. But since then it's like quickly changed, but that's the thing I learn about new things almost every day where I see some like the people I look up to like creatives or artists doing like this with that company. I'm like, I didn't even know that existed, but that seems like the coolest thing ever Yeah. or anything like that. So, I mean, or even, or I'd say at the same time, maybe showing in a major gallery, like uh-huh. that, cause that's just the most clear example of people like what you're creating. Right. That's like some, that's like inherently your own. So I, I would definitely be one of those things. Something that felt like inherently myself, like inherently my own idea of mine, something I came up with. Yeah. You didn't have like to change anything for yourself. Yeah. On a platform where like people are, are inspired by it or like feel a certain way by it, good, bad, or indifferent, just like on a, on a level that, you know, feels like it, it means something, I guess, whether that be, like I said, making a shoe with a company or 
paint, like showing paintings in a certain place or doing like a, a big collaboration with somebody. is another episode in the books on Destination Different, the show that talks to creators, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, young professionals who are pursuing untraditional, different career paths. A huge, 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 huge thank you to Shane for coming on the show, and I literally sent him a message on on Instagram probably about 12 hours ago and he said, yeah, I can do it tomorrow night. That works perfect. He hopped on with me and, and we got to chatting and uh, he was an amazing person to talk to and is, I'll, I'll link up all of his, inst- his Instagram information in the, in the description of this episode because you should 1 million percent check it out. He is insanely, insanely, insanely talented and um, Definitely check out his work, give him a follow, and and keep up with what he's doing uh, as he you know, continues to just. He guy hasn't even graduated college yet. He's you know only I think 21, 22 years old, and he's just you know, scratching the tip of the iceberg here with with what he can accomplish in the painting world. Um, an unbelievable interview. So thank you again to Shane for making the time out of his crazy busy schedule uh, to talk to me on this show and. I hope you all enjoyed. I think this was you know, one of my personally one of my favorite episodes that I've done. Just the energy that he brought to the conversation, and you can just tell how passionate and excited he is about what he's doing. Uh, you can you can feel that in what he has to say, and I hope it comes through in this. It came through in this episode as well. With that being said, you know I am always on the lookout for new interesting people to speak to i think the last couple of weeks we've really we've really broadened our horizons horizons a little bit we've gone painter comedian screenwriter alpinist i mean that's that's a murderer's row of untraditional career paths so if you have anybody that you feel like would be a good fit for this show by all means have them or you shoot me an email instagram message I'm always looking for for new guests on this show, so if you have anybody that comes to mind, I would love to have them on and interrogate them for 45 minutes to an hour. Thank you again to everybody for listening. I think that I truly believe this show just continues to get better and better each week. I'm finding fascinating guests who who are pursuing things that are beyond my wildest imagination even. Uh, So keep on tuning in. Keep listening. Subscribe, download, share it out with your friends. Shane and I talked on this episode about our moms being our biggest fans. Share it with your mom. Share the show with your mom. I don't care. Moms like podcasts too. They might need to figure out how to how to get it onto their phones, but they like podcasts. Share it with your mom. I will be sending one fan who messages me a screenshot of them sending this message sending this show to their mom. They'll get a little YoPro swag bag, some a t-shirt, a sticker, maybe a few other little surprises that I have in store. So whoever can send me on Twitter, Instagram, via text, email, wherever you can find me, a message of them 
sending this show to their mom. One, it'll prove to me that you listened to the end. And two, I'll send you a little YoPro swag bag. So that's it for this week on Destination Different. We will be back again next Wednesday, as we always are, to fill up your eardrums. Hope you have a great week, and stay weird. Your love song, baby